Welcome back, y'all. It's the Wise Men Say podcast. We're here in our new time slot, available to download from 7pm, around 7pm, every Monday, because we're going to be focusing on the post-match stuff. Now we've teamed up with a Love Supreme, as you may be aware. So, assistant editor Chris Thompson's joining us tonight to celebrate this historic development. And he's got this statement for us. <laughs> he hasn't. Oh, really. I'm, just, I'm there, just messing, I'm just messing. I thought that's the only reason you were coming. Uh, no, well, I've actually come to, to explain my new role at I Love Supreme. I'm not assistant editor <gasps> anymore. I'm a I'm director of editorial Ooh, duties now. Exclusive, like assistant, exclusive. Assistant. assistant we've gone for the more like European model now. Okay. Like this is like I've heard the Udinese fanzine have got like <laughs> these flashy titles. So like we're, we're doing the Udinese. You using the Udinese model didn't work for Sunderland last year. I remember. Well, you know, we're persevering. Yeah, <laughs> we just caught on. That Matt, was that yeah. was like a thinly veiled attempt at a joke. Swansea by the way, that was, that was all a joke, but it didn't go down too well. No, I so. enjoyed it, Martin. Yeah. Uh, you did it so well; like, it seemed real. Um, Martin will be gone after five issues. There's my. Uh, oh, <laughs> there you go. That was good. Right, Craig Clark is here as well. He used to write for Rock Report, of course. He now writes for us. Um, make sure you go and check out the website www.wisemensay.co.uk. Craig was a bit negative in the summer. He dragged us all down in the one appearance he had. <laughs> so we're, ho- we're hoping he's cheered up now. It was just uh, post holiday blues. Was it? Is that all yeah. it was? Yeah. I was just tired, <laughs> jet lagged from that. <laughs> Gareth Parker's here as well as always. I'm never sure whether I should even introduce Gareth anymore. He's just like a permanent yeah. fixture. You're stuck with him like I yeah. am now. I'm afraid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> but Craig and Gareth were at the game as well, so that should help along things right I'm also glad to say we have a guest on the phone and that is Nathan Carr um, and he is on Twitter Baggies Galore is a Twitter handle and he, he has like a page there yeah. as well we'll link so. that up on the on the web wisemensay.co.uk if you go on there when the, when the podcast on there if you want to find out who they are just click on the story and uh, we'll link them up and you can get them followed on Twitter ok sounds like a plan right. Nathan can you give us a summary of the game from your perspective yeah, sure. I mean, um, I thought, first and foremost, it was a, a good point for Albion um, and a platform on which to build on um, for the next 37 games of the season. Um, I thought it was important to lose, um, and, and the management uh, Stafford uh, does sort of mention that in the build-up to the game, that, you know, this is vitally important that we, we start off on the on the right foot and start off how we mean to go on, um, because last season, our, our start to the season was was, was terrible, really. Um, and we conceded a last-minute penalty to Southampton, and, and that really set the tone. So um, I thought it was a, an evenly fought contest. Um, I thought the referee probably had quite a helping hand in in the outcome of it. Uh, but looking at the wider picture, I, I thought you know the two teams were were, were two teams that were going to struggle um, for, for large parts of this season. Um, obviously, we were both quite fortunate to avoid the drop um, last campaign. Um, Sunderland obviously having that uh, that great escape and we we sort of just um, scraped scraped the barrel really um, but it's just annoying because I thought we we could get the win and, and, and three points but unfortunately you know defensive error at the very uh, the very death cost us again and that was uh, that was all too frequent last season as well yeah you see a defensive error there then so you do you just think your defenders switched off for a, for a moment. I mean, you know, it's, it's some some Albion fans have said that it was um, Andre Wisdom on his debut. It was his fault, the right back, because obviously he was quite flat-footed, and I think it was Van Arnholt who galloped forward down the left, obviously cut it back to um, to Larson, and 
you know, uh, 2-2. But, uh, yeah, just really poor defending, poor marking inside the box from Jonas Olsen and Craig Dawson. Uh, and, you know, Irvine said, our manager, that he's going to try and work on that on the training pitch and, and, and try and rectify it. But under Pepe Mel for the, for the second half of last season, we, we, we apparently, according to the, to the press, we worked very hard on that um, and nothing really came to fruition. So I think we're OK going forward. Um, but it's just in defence, you know, we're a little bit susceptible. Mm-hmm. You must have been happy with the, the amount you had the ball in the first half, particularly because Gus Poyet likes to set Sunderland up as a possession side, as somebody who liked to keep the ball. Yet in, in the first half, all the intensity and all the pressing was coming from the home side, certainly. Yeah, I thought we frustrated Sunderland quite a bit, to be honest. I thought in the in the first 20, 25 minutes, we had some really nice, crisp, uh, slick passing moves. Uh, Craig Garner was pulling the strings for us. Another <laughs> I, in the yeah, middle. can't get my um, head around that one at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was quite sceptical about how we might um, how he might fit into to, to our team, but um, and certainly on Saturday he had a really impressive game. I thought, he did, um, yeah. and uh, we had some good passing moves. We were moving it crisply, but I, I did think. You know, as good as Lee Catamol's strike was, um, I did think that, that was a little bit out of the blue and, and didn't really reflect how the opening minutes uh, went, to be honest. Mm. I also uh, think the goalkeeper probably should have done a bit better with that. I don't know how you feel about it. He just, it looked like he could have, he could have got a bit more of a hand on it. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, Foster's, you know, a top quality goalkeeper in my opinion, and you know. He, you could blame him, but um, it was a really good strike from from Catamol. Uh, you could also blame the defence, I suppose, if they didn't um, run out and, and try and block his shot uh, quick enough. But uh, I was quite surprised that Cat- it was Catamol, the goal scorer, because uh, I don't think he scores too many for Sunderland. No, he? he went something like five years, or however long he's been here without a goal, and he got one against Tottenham late on towards the end of last mm-hmm. season, and, and he's, he's gone to one there. I know what you mean, though. That's that's the kind of goal sometimes if, if you're. If you're a fan on the receiving end of that, you think, you know, this guy never scores. Why does he score screams against us? We've had stuff like mm. that happen to us. But I'll come to the boys in the studio here. Gareth, it's interesting that the Craig Gardner thing, isn't it? Because mm. we always said, you know, there was a play, the only place you could really play him is advanced in, a, in the midfield three. And we never really done it. West Brom have done it. And he sort of showed what he's capable of. Is it, is it just Sunderland that were jinxed? Well, he's only played one game. Well, he has, he has, <laughs> but you know, to be fair, he was. You know, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was fairly deep as well, quite a lot yeah, of the time alongside Malumbi. He, he kind of broke when he had it, though, didn't he? A lot. Yeah, he, he broke forward. He was, yeah. he, I don't mean sort of like a, you know, like playing off a off a strike yeah. or anything, but he was certainly given the, the opportunity to go forward, and he was knocking it about quite well, wasn't he? Yeah, like his touch. yeah. Well, it was that was the best he's played for about three years. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. well, it was that was the best I'd seen him play. I think that's a bit harsh. I, I, he had good games at Sunderland; they he were did. just infrequent. Yeah, mm. but they weren't. As, I, thought, I actually thought he he was excellent. On that's what I'm saying. I can't right. ever remember okay. thinking Craig Garner's excellent when he played for Sunderland. <laughs> you know, to be honest, well, I can't though. Like uh, the South when he scored that cracker in the FA Cup, he had a good game that game. Yeah, and he, he, and he was okay, further. Yeah. He was further advanced that game, wasn't he? But he anyway, we're, we're yeah. not we're not gonna. What wasn't my intention to start, you know, banging on about Craig Gardner? Um, what did you think about? We don't like to 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 get on referees and stuff much. I mean, we prefer to like keep it, keep the analysis about, about the football. But I just want to know. I think you know the two decisions were were big, so we we'll just mention it and pass. And what do you think, Nathan, about the two decisions? The disallowed goal, the penalty. Uh, well, first and foremost, I didn't think the referee had a particularly good game, but uh, the penalty from Anachibi. 
I didn't think it was a spot kick. Obviously, I was delighted when the referee pointed to the spot and gave it to us. Um, it was some lovely build-up play to get to that point in the first place. Uh, and obviously, Anachibi gets slipped in. For a man of his size, he's probably not going to go down that easily. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm not sure who the defender was. I think it was Roger, was it? Or your, your central defender? It was Roberge, Valentin Roberge, yeah. Yeah, and he, he might have, you know, gave him a, a very brief tug on the back. But I'm, I really don't think that was sufficient to take a man of Anachibi's stature and size down to the floor. Um, I was a little bit surprised when he came, but to be to be fair to Berahino, credit to him. He stepped up, took the penalty with a plum, stuck it away, sent the keeper the wrong way. Uh, and and that, I thought we showed good character, actually, to, to, to bounce back from that catamole strike early on against the run and play and and, uh, and draw level through Berahino. Um, in terms of the disallowed goal, um, I can't... I, my, mind's, my mind's playing tricks on me now. I can't quite... Was it Fletcher? It was, yeah. No, Fletcher cleared it off the line, sorry, but he, no, he gave the... I can't, who, did he, who did he foul in the... The West Brom... It was um, somebody landed on top of the goalkeeper, I think. That's I was thinking on, of our disallowed goal. I was, I was actually talking about the West Brom disallowed oh, right, goal. I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about, I was thinking about the, West, the West Brom disallowed goal. Uh, I forgot about Because they didn't, to me, look like there was much wrong with that one. Um, but I think sometimes a player's reaction says it all. The West Brom players didn't seem to appeal the referee's decision, which was interesting. Mm, I, I don't know. I thought I thought generally, um, you know, overall, that the, the referee had quite a poor game. But you know, I think a draw was probably fair uh, in the grand scheme of things. I think um, on the which was the Sunderland disallowed goal you're talking about? Because that was, was offside header back post. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was a really good header, actually. I, he, as well. I think yeah. it was tight. But he, 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 I had a couple of drinks while I was watching the game. Mine. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember there. I couldn't remember there. I suppose it was right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fletcher one, whereas the West Brom one, I think was the other end of the pitch. Right. Okay. So yeah. it sort of slipped my mind. Like, yeah, he cleared it. He cleared it off the line. But I, th- I think it was. I think it was in on the goal decision thing. But I, yeah, I, 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 I just thought it was. I didn't. I wasn't watching the foul. I mean, I was. Yeah. I was actually at that end of the ground because I wasn't in the away end. I wasn't home end either. But um, I, from where I saw it, um, like I, I just lost the. Uh, so I've lost the track of the game for a second, mm-hmm. and then he, he blew up. But. Um, I just think you know one of my mates. I watched it with sort of he, he, he put a curse on it because um, the referee was given was being quite brave. I thought with some decisions. The West, well, no, no, but no, he but, was given nothing to West Brom in the first. He, half, he wasn't. Fair, like. He wasn't. No, and their fans were um, their fans yeah. were letting themselves yeah. you know heard about it, and so were the players. And one of my friends said, you know, rightly or wrongly, whether he's getting his decisions right or not, he's he's doing well just to sort of ignore the abuse he's getting and then he jinxed it because he, he folded and gave a penalty after that so he sort of let himself down there a little bit But I thought he had a rotten game mm, both for both sides yeah, he, he was yeah. given any time someone fell over it was a foul mm. like you just gave a free kick when anyone hit the deck mm-hmm. oh, we're it's trying, a weak yeah. referee we're going to move away from the referee now because yeah, we've sort of, we broke our own rules here and spoke <laughs> about the referee for far too long I think it's interesting Nathan you said you were happy with the point Um is that because you know, from just getting a bit outside perspective, is that because you think Sunderland are going to fare a lot better this season? Yeah, I'm just trying to sort of put it into context because, as I said earlier, um, our, our start to the season last season against Southampton was pretty poor, and for the first three three games, we uh, didn't actually score a goal, and we had to have Gareth McCauley um, in the fourth game away at Fulham to score a header from a from a corner to, to break that um, about a deadlock. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm you know relatively happy with the point. It could have been a lot worse. Um, I probably thought that was a fair result, but I did think, looking at the wider picture, it's, uh, 
you know, from football-wise um, and aesthetics, I didn't think either of us played particularly attractive football. No. Um, I didn't think. I don't think that we'll, you know, um, I think we'll probably both fin- um, struggle this season. We'll probably be towards the lower echelons of the table. Um, I mean, would you, would you guys agree with that, or am I being a little bit? No, harsh I, I, on I think no, I think I, I think that's a, a fair assumption. We just we just sort of want a season that you know we aren't involved in a dogfight. I think uh, just to just to sort of keep our head above water. I think is everybody coming the lads in the studio? Is everybody? Generally pleased with the point. I think it's it's important to remember sometimes, isn't it? That, you know, because people get obsessed on on this Gus Point, the fact Gus Point likes his sides to keep the ball, and then suddenly when we don't do it, some people start getting negative about it. But you know, putting things in context, you're away from home in the Premier League. I don't want to sound too cliched, but there's no easy there's no easy <laughs> games, um, and you know, at the end of the day, they got stuck in and, and Points go, go, go on and go all down. I think everybody's happy with the point. Another year, fine. lads. Another year. I, th- uh, I, th- I think there was a few. There was a few comments about you know Larson came out and made some suggestions that you know a year ago we wouldn't have we wouldn't have uh, come back into the game and that's something often like when at the start of a new season players will say. But I do think there's some truth in that. I think maybe that was more to do. I think think maybe in the um, in the uh, in the in the second half I thought something were probably better and I thought in the first half West Brom were definitely better um, but it, I think it was just so it was a game of two halves yeah, they, they did, um, they, they, <laughs> well, I thought West Brom in the first half apologies for that I thought West Brom in the first half really did push us push us back and stop us playing I mean they were defending like their, their bat line was well inside our yeah. relatively well inside our in, inside our half um, so yeah I mean they, they did excellently and then Second half, I thought we got a grip on it, and then when they got the equaliser, I thought it was against the runner play, really. So fair play. Mm, I was quite annoyed actually when when that when that half time whistle came because obviously we got that goal um, just on the strike of half time from Berahino, and then I thought we had quite a lot of momentum, yeah. uh, but obviously that was broken up by the half time whistle, and we we started the second half in in sluggish fashion, and and you know I don't think we had a particularly good second half in comparison. I thought actually, I thought actually, first half, the first five minutes. Sorry, second half, first five minutes. I was, I was watching, thinking there's only one team going to win this. Agree, yeah. And I uh, thought that was totally. West Brom. And yeah. then, then, so sort of we kind of got a grip on it. And then, say against the runner play, but back, like you seen, your fullback was on debut, was found one. And I thought there's been a lot of mixed reports about Van Aanholt. You know, some people thought he was excellent, but he was definitely responsible in for leaving Berrino. Mm, well, we we are gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about that more when we come back because we're gonna dissect the game a lot more and 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 I'll ask you guys uh, what you think about certain things and we're gonna we're gonna get really deep into the analysis anyway. So um, do keep listening. We'll come back after this. Before I ask you lads what you think about the game, we're going to hear from Gus Poyet and hear what he thought about the game. If you take any manager that the first game away from home is going to get the point, probably they will say this is a, a good way to start. Uh, I think the main thing is how. You know, we started the game very well. We got an incredible goal, the best probably from Katz in his career. Uh, then we had a difficult spell because we lost the position. Uh, and then the, the decision of the referee giving that penalty changed the the course of the game because you know getting to half time one nil 
it will be a totally different story. Then I think the second half we were better, much better on the ball, more aggressive. Even if we consider that is football, we know we already talk about what we need to do better in that goal. You know, I'd be disappointed with the defending. But then we were, we were in their half. We were really pushing to get back. And uh, credit to the boys that they keep pushing and, and to save to get in the ball to score. We always talk to the players, you know, uh, defenders need to mark. Midfielders need to run a lot and tackle. And, and all the credit is always for the strikers, no? for the ones that score the goals. It's nice every now and then to have a, a player like Katza. It was very, very hard to get all the credit for an incredible strike uh, and a good way to start to start the, the Premier League. Also for Seb, no? it took so long last year for, for Seb to score a goal and then he scored in, in the first game of the season. So it's important. I'm, I'm very pleased with the reaction, uh, very disappointed with the decision of, of the penalty. OK, thanks to the club for sending that over. Andrew Lisko specifically um, sent that over, which was good. Right. Um, the, the, the initial sort of feedback I've got to give, I guess, from the game, Craig, start with you, is that our squad needs sticking and out. There was encouragement in, you know, having subs who can come on an impact. Buckley and Gomez came on. Um, you know, it's a bit of an improvement from last year, I feel. However, no defenders on the bench. Wes Brown being forced to roll back the years going at a right back. <laughs> it's it's quite thin, that squad still, isn't it? Yeah, Defence is in dire need of reinforcements. I mean, I, in the first half, Van Arnholt was all over the place. He was winning the ball, like, on the edge of the day, and you're like, just, just keep your positioning, you know, you you don't need to be roaming over there and Roberge obviously had a, a stinker and I do wonder whether Van Arnholt might have benefited from having Brown in that left centre-back position sort of you know when you've got two like players O'Shea Brown been there for years you know mm. they're, they're not, they've played at the very top level experienced heads it might have just strengthened that side of the defence up if he'd been there and obviously throughout the season he's likely to be playing there so it wasn't just the fact that you've had to bring Roberge in and he's not played particularly well <clears throat> soft penalty decision or otherwise he, he was getting completely bullied by any Chibi um, it's just the fact that you, Brown's in a position that's pretty alien to him now and you're losing your best centre back because of I guess the decision the decision for Gus was because I mean Gus's two predecessors um, like to play O'Shea at full back, you know, which used to make my eyes bleed personally. Same, um, same yeah. yeah. So I get the, the decision he had to make then, Gareth, wasn't it? it? Was was simply as Craig said, do you do you weaken the centre half position or do you weaken the full back position? The way he likes to play, I guess it was more important he got the full back position right. Maybe. Um, in his head anyway before you know, before the game. He looked uncomfortable there, Brown, I thought. Uh, maybe O'Shea in the, in this instance may have been a better option to move out there, really? I feel, yeah. Um, I, 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 I can't get on board with that. Chris. I just feel as though that he's um, he played there. He's played there more recently than Brown. And like I can't like when's Brown last played there? Well, he played, played there a lot for Man United though throughout the years, didn't he? But he, you know, he was a regular right back before before yeah. centre half. He certainly played a lot more when maybe, he was in the team. Maybe, but he didn't. He looked he looked a bit uncomfortable. Um, but it, that's a, that's the sort of thing that can affect. I think it really did affect the result for us because we lost Virginie. And then, as a result, like an hour before kick off, I know, like Gus said afterwards, that um, you know that he was just out. But I know he, he had a late fitness test, so he must have, you know, he must he, he must have been touching go, and then to lose him right beforehand. I'm sure they had the contingency in place, but I mean, if that's your contingency plan, then 
you know, you need a new plan because that isn't the It just highlights, highlights yeah. weaknesses we have there, doesn't it? Chris, I mean, Roberge impressed me with his attitude and someone, you know, saying he wants to stay and fight for a place. You, you, you like to hear that from people. I know it, it gets a bit cliched by the time it gets rolled out in the press, doesn't it? But um, he looked a long way off, didn't he? Yeah, well, to be to be fair, like he has made them comments, but I don't think there's a massive demand for Roberge anyway. Like so, and Gareth likes him. Well, all right, well, he, every, every time <laughs> someone mentions Roberge, like, oh, Gareth likes him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's okay. I think that there's this thing. Like, I, I know we're all talking about it it's about Roberge, and he was kind of the scapegoat at the weekend, but he didn't he didn't do that badly. He was he was poor, but he wasn't like it wasn't the worst performance str- from a centre half. I just don't think he's strong right, enough. But, like, the, the foul. Like the foul for the penalty wasn't even a foul. It wasn't. No, it was. Like it was too weak to foul him. Probably even. Mm. Yeah. No, <laughs> you I can't, can't even give away penalties foul, wrongly. <laughs> properly, you can't <laughs> even give the referee a good bad decision to make. The th- the thing is about Robert's <laughs> that penalty incident. He was his reaction was a more stereotypical French thing in the world. He sort of threw his arms up in the air, and you you see you seen him mouth there impossible. <laughs> and I just thought it was right. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Is that only in your xenophobic no, mind? I'll tell you, I'll I tell you what. You go, you go back and watch it. Go back and watch the <laughs> footage, and he, he definitely mouthed impossible. There, there, was, there was a great like when the referee. I think it was probably was a foul by reversion in the first half. Sorry, Chris. You, he's asked you a question about two times when he just <laughs> piling in on the top of you. That's why you got it. Fight. It's fight. Or die. I didn't know something. Oh, wow. it's, a new, it's a new phrase that will come up the seat. It's fight or die on the Wiseman's here. I didn't. I didn't really have anything interesting to say. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one point I would raise is why? Why is he? Uh, why is he not thought about putting Mavrias in? He's played fullback mm. over I, this I, summer. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Uh, I mean, during the game as it was going on, I, I was saying to me mate, put shift Larson there, bring mm. Gomez on. But Larson was one of the best players. Pretty much for the entire. I think game he was relying on Larson because because Rodwell was off the pace, wasn't he? I think Larson had yeah. to sort of step up. Um, I mean, you mentioned Van Arnold there, Craig. I want to just talk about him a little bit. His reaction for the goal tells you all you need to know about mm. that. But you know, it is the most basic thing a defender should do. It is kind of inexcusable losing your man. It really, it really is. I don't care if he's an attacking fullback mm. or not. You know, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think to be nice. And it's good to say that Gus didn't come out and slate him because Paolo de Canio, in your sense, would have done that last year. He did with Roberge, didn't he, in the Fulham game. He came out and, you know, mm. blamed him for that. And I think what's interesting, Craig, is that um, this sort of thing can only be eradicated from his game if he plays. It's not something, you know, that you can really work on and train him, per se, is it? So we're just going to... It's that sort of like teething problems. I mean, Danny Rose, when he first came, struggled the first couple of games and then really came into his own, didn't he? So... You've just got you've got to have a run of games. It's well, m- maybe a bit naive. I think I was reading something Chris Young done today, and he said it would be naive to to sort of think that Van Allen wouldn't be rusty in certain areas. Well, he's he's been at Chelsea, but he's really been playing in Holland. Yeah, different pace, different game, different expectations, different pressures on you as well. I, I, he, I'm sure if he's a good player, these things will get ironed out. My main concern was. All right, the goal, yeah, it was poor, but the first half was the wandering. It was Desena-esque. Mm. He was just coming inside, and I, I don't think it was helping. Again, a lot of this stuff seems to have come from the fact the team is, in effect, incomplete. So you had a defence where he's playing a player in reverse who he doesn't really want to play. In front of him, he's got Wickham on the left in a position where he wants somebody else. Wickham, who I thought had an OK game, wasn't that great defensively and it was no surprise to me that Johnson went out of the left because he was working very hard defensively wasn't happening for him going forward but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he did help his full backs out on both sides of the pitch continuously mm. um, and I don't think again 
because the, the team was like a work in progress he wasn't helped by having Brown behind him when he was on the right hand side and I, I think that that has got to come into effect in a new player's mind that he's probably been training and practicing with a certain group and then it's changing because we don't have the personnel available. I mean, the amount of times, like you say about Van Arnold, where he dropped into centre back because he was out of position, like when when so when we got broken on, he was just meandering about in the middle of the pitch, and then he he was like like kind of looking, and then he was like, "I'll oh, just drop into centre back, and then somebody else will go and cover full back." Mm. It's like, well, that shouldn't happen. A lot no, of that's that down, like, like Craig pointed out, communication, like that. When you play in defence, when you play football, you know that it's all about communication. Well, I, think, I think Craig, I think it's right what Craig's saying. Wes Brown being there alongside him could have made a yeah. big difference. But, just but the, talking cl- the clue, the clue is in the in the in the title of the position, though, isn't it? It is left yeah. back. It's very easy to no, wonder. If, wonder if, I may, if I may jump in here and. and um, Coincidentally, get a plug-in for a Love Supreme, which is out against Man United. We actually, we've actually got, <laughs> we've actually got an article in the New ELS where I, where I went undercover on a Vitesse Arnhem fan forum and asked a few questions about Van Arnholt and blown um, your cover. I know, there it is. Was it Sorry. necessary to go undercover? <laughs> what was he using it? Uh, it wasn't that. Undercover. Was it the secret millionaire? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like Clogs Boy '67. <laughs> anyway, say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tulip lover night you too. <laughs> if you could take the exact average of everything everyone said about Van Arnholt and encapsulate it in one performance, that would have been it. Basically said, brilliant bombing up the wing, puts some lovely low driven balls in the box, gets a few goals, but is absolutely hopeless at defending mm-hmm. and positioning. So that I think seems he... to be the modern way with a modern fallback, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And mm-hmm. But I know, you know... A fullback is 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 sort of famously a position you, you can carry on the field compared to other positions. Do you think that something that can be worked on, though, Craig, isn't that surely the defensive uh, side? Well, he's of it. he's you, quite you, a young young lad still, but yes, I think as well. Ashley Cole, for example. Now I'm not comparing on Ashley Cole, but when Ashley Cole first broke on the Arsenal team, everybody said the same about him. Mm, true. And then in time, he ended up you know one on one defending situations, probably the best in the world by the it's end. True. So you know by now, by so when he was sort of in his prime. So I I do believe that. That, you know the defending, the art of defending is something that could be taught. It's down to him, I guess, as well. Well, it's like um, a couple of Newcastle fans at work. Well, actually, one Newcastle fan at work today said to me, "Oh, is Van Arnholt still really skinny, or is he bulked up?" And I was like, "Well, actually, yeah, he's quite slight, and it was noticeable. So maybe that's something you should focus on." If he, you know, I, I don't know when he was on loan up there. It's been what, a couple of years at least. It was uh, when he won the, champ- won the championship. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a few years, and he's still looks like quite a small slight mm. lad and speaking of Ashley Cole there's a player who did he did bulk up and you know it's someone he could maybe learn off I mean being at the same club as him um, 
you definitely something like positioning though it's a fairly basic thing I would expect him to know that but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because it's his first game and you're coming from a division where you can probably get away with being a bit Mm. rubbish in defence it doesn't mean he's a terrible defender he's just used to maybe not having to do it as much mm. Mm. so if you're listening Paddy Van Arnold we're giving you the benefit of the doubt now but we're going to yeah. slate you in a couple yeah. of weeks if no you, don't you know what, you know what, you know what <laughs> I mean don't beat Man United so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, and you don't yeah. score but it will be interesting <laughs> against a team like Man United where they've may, maybe got someone on the wing who's a bit more pacey maybe yeah. a bit more skillful and see how well he copes where he's, he's not because getting forward it didn't really happen until the second half he didn't really get down the line and offer an overlap because me I'm standing there thinking well where's this great attack and threat that we're supposed to be getting from he just wasn't in position it wasn't like he was because he was raking balls into the box it was just because he was meandering around like he <laughs> thought he was Raquel May or That's, something he's a meanderer because he's a both said he's been meandering around what, what so. I quite enjoyed actually later in the game is when Altador came on up front <laughs> and then they didn't have anywhere to play him when, when we got the equaliser because they tried to put Buckley to right back and then out the door was just wandering about didn't know where to play he, so was, he like, was right back for a bit and then he was like playing in front of the defence and like he was up front Josie Beckenbauer was, he? some yeah, kind of sweet yeah. uh, defensive midfield yeah. right back I enjoyed the, his, the like communication the between Buckley and, uh, and uh, out the door they were like he like out the door overlap Buckley and uh but he tried like play the ball to him down the side, and they just he kind of passed it, and then didn't hit quite hard enough. And out the door was like, I don't know whether to get that. And they just looked at each other and then ran towards the ball. It was uh, he was doing that thing they do in American football, you know, when they've got a blocker when someone's got the ball, and they just like have him run, run next. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't Maybe know what the name of the position is. N- I think NFL just... references are lost on me. Mm. <laughs> oh well. I, I don't bit. really know much either. Our so. American listeners will. Ah, there you um, go. No. But yeah, because it, all I'll, Americans like mentioned Alador sort of just doing what he wants and what I'm wondering about. It's like that saying off Mike Bassett, isn't it? When he sends one of his subs on and he's like, uh, you, you just do what you want there, lad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he did all right when he was, had some decent touches around the box out the door. But well, certainly around his own box when he played that lovely yeah, that chipped was ball, ball towards his it? own goal. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> an interesting ball, that one. <laughs> We're talking about Van Arnold and moving on from him because Jack Rodwell is trying to move on. From Jack Rodwell's in a similar sort of boat that you think he needs games to sort of mm. iron out the the weaknesses in his performance because it wasn't a lack of quality, was it? Just sharp, uh, sheer lack of match sharpness. And again, he needs to play, and it, it could be a tricky one though, Gareth, for managers, can't it? Because you want to win football manager matches, obviously, and you know somebody like Gomez starting may have been more beneficial to the side. However, Rodwell isn't going to get match fit. Unless he plays matches, so you know. No, well, that that is the thing. He has to play. Um, I kind of sort of got the impression he was disappointed in himself, but he shouldn't be too hard on himself. He struggled again in the game first half, and you know there was a number of factors I think that created that situation. The fact he isn't fit, um, the fact we couldn't retain the ball, um, and the fact that maybe you know Larson and Catmull were probably doing the bulk of his work because he was making a lot of mistakes. Like he was, the ball was rolling under his foot and stuff like that. Maybe just the pace of the game, and it's not a lack of quality because no. we know he's got that. So it's second, just playing the, games. But the second half, um, he looked. He started impose himself a bit when we got into the game, and then he had to come off because he, he couldn't have lasted the full ninety. But he was definitely at his best when he was substituted, and maybe that's quite good because he can take a positive out of the game. Maybe he should have done a load of stepovers and no in product, and everyone would have been raving about him. <laughs> Was that a cheeky reference to a player with a dreadful haircut yesterday? No, well, not at all. <laughs> no, we're not going to go all there. Were you surprised? <laughs> I was surprised Gomez didn't start, Chris. Um, not in that Rodwell position, but 
I thought maybe he might fill in the front left position where Wigan played, not as advanced, you know, more like a sort of a left a left winger. And I think there was there was proof that it's a realistic proposition for the future him playing there because the way he linked up with Van Arnold for the goal, which was you know something that was missing before that. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, the the main thing disappointing me about preseason was just that Chakarini got injured because he looked really really good down the left, especially against Real Betis. I mean, I know he was only on for about half an hour or something, but he was just every, every kind of attack went through him, and I thought maybe Chakarini's actually found his position. Gus has found his position. He's actually found something that he's that he's competent at in this league, and I was really looking forward to it, but. I don't think Gomez was particularly threatening there in pre-season when he did drop in. I would much prefer to see him through the centre. But with Rodwell, you know, I'm not completely sold on him. You know, he's obviously he's a good player, but is he the right player? That is the question. Does you can't have enough good players. Then we hadn't. We haven't I, think, got I, many. Think, I think ahead of Catamore, but I think he needs somebody else. I think yeah. we need a third I don't think one. Gus knows exactly what type of player he is yet. I don't think he knows what type of player he is yet, Rodwell. Do they keep saying box to box the two of them? So well, he's certainly no box to box at the moment. <laughs> yes, right? well, well, at the moment, time. yeah, match fitness. Let's not write anyone off. No, yet. I'm not writing him off. Obviously, he's he's a, he's a brilliant yeah. player. Just you don't want him. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. I want us to get relegated. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah. Get rebellion in central midfield. Away games are cheaper. You know what I mean? That's what I want. I've got an agenda. How do people think Buckley done when he came on? Then oh God. I thought he was dreadful. Really? really? I've oh, heard. Yeah. Conf- I like, I like That's why I'm interested because I've heard conflicting reports about this. I've heard some people react like Craig did. I've heard some people like react like Gareth did. So me and Chris might just sit back there and let you two sort of slug this well, one. I'm, Chris, happy, I'm you, happy to sit back. You go, you go first, Chris. Oh, me go first. Well, we'll let a goal in 30 seconds after he came on. So his fault. Yes. So well said. Absolutely his fault. <laughs> no, because he's a man. Not, not his fault. Obviously, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, obviously, we we'll try to we we'll try to go through him. A few times, but I think that's just because of the fresh legs. I don't think it was because we're entirely convinced on his attacking capabilities. I think it was just because. If Gus brings a, a front left player in, we were to assume that Buckley could possibly be here as an impact sub. Anyway, he, he must be. He's, I think he will be an impact sub. What I like about him is that he went to right back when when it went to two two, and he was tenacious and he, you know, he stuck to his task and he put some good challenges in some. Tackles and yeah, it was, I, I, I like the look. I like I like his uh, professionalism. I, I think I would say um, in the game, um, he managed the game like from where he was. He tried to get forward when we were chasing the game. He tried to commit plays. He was trying to get in dangerous areas, um, and that's more than you can say for for some people. Maybe in those situations, you tend to find sometimes people can come on and not make an impact or on the debut maybe be a bit cautious. And he, but he didn't do that. Um, and he looked relatively quick. He, he, he wouldn't say he was blistering, but he was a he was a powerful runner. Um, but from where, like I was, like I say, from where I was sitting, like it's weird, isn't it? Because from where you sit in the ground, I think you do get a diff- different perspective on the game. Right, so that's yeah. the that's the pro Buckley argument. I'm interested to hear Craig's opinion I, I, and thoughts. I, now. I'm not gonna <clears throat> not gonna write the lad off or anything. I just thought he had a hideous first touch, and like he didn't beat his man once. He kind of reminded me of a right-footed James McLean. Just ran in straight lines. Just looked rubbish. But it's Conged his first out. game, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's, that'll be a Gus signing, surely. Uh, mm. or he'll have wanted him. Call it out, I'm sorry. Well, yes, get rid of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Install me. <laughs> no, look, it's his first, first game in the top flight. He's come on as a substitute. I'm not going to write him off, but on that performance... It, it, in my opinion, was very just very poor. 
Is anything? It didn't look like a Premier League football. If, if, if we if we if we don't know what Gus is going to do in the, in the or, or Lee Conklin is going to do in the in the transfer market this week, if is anything that you'd like to see change or different in the, in the midfield to try and help us maybe control the game a little bit more? Will that come when Rodwell gets fit, or do you think it needs to be the change of personnel? Well, I think we should take what Chris said on board and sell Rodwell. Probably get Gardner back because <laughs> he was he was majestic on the weekend. He was. It was yeah. it was the in best fact, I've ever seen him get play. Get Colback back as well because you know he's been getting glowing reviews. <laughs> he did actually play quite well. Well, you know what? I'll he ignore did, the obvious. Argus back in Sunderland. You know he's playing Sunderland league. Is his fitness still there? Let's let's get who we're back. Oh, you're in there. I hold you in. He could probably do a job at the base. Quarterback role, strange <laughs> balls about. Quarterback. Never quarterback use that role. quarterback no, role no. terminology. That just reminds my presence. That just I used it because it just I remind you, you it of um, annoy. A, remi- a reminder of Charlie Adam and how dreadfully it was a little bit more than anything. Mm. The quarterback phrase. No, re- no, it reminds me of Beckham against uh, Northern Ireland when has England anyone, lost one nil. Has anyone got any any sensible suggestions <laughs> <laughs> regarding well, what the, about the t- personnel? Can we talk about Can we talk about Fletcher? Because I'll, uh, yeah, but I'm oh, just all right. Okay, I, I didn't know you had that agenda. I haven't read it. In, yeah, I in, didn't in forward on anybody to because I only have five pence to print one copy off. Oh, so I've, I've stolen from myself. Um, that, no, go, what, you, what were you saying there, Chris? In, reg- in regards to sentiment field, I think we're done. To be honest, I don't think there'll be any more personal no, coming unless it's loans. Yeah. Like I think they need one more. In there, we definitely well, need another midfielder. I would, I'd, love an, I'd love another midfielder, but I don't think we'd be spending money on another midfielder. No, certainly not priority. Interesting, Zuccolini hasn't turned up after he signed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wait, Premier, maybe not. Premier League rules. Premier League, I don't think you can sign someone and sell them straight. His on. dad, worst ITK <laughs> ever. Yeah, <laughs> my dad, my dad's the ITK. He doesn't know anything. Larson's going to step up though this year. He sense, I hope. Mm, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anymore, but I used to. That's what that sounded like. <laughs> no, I like I've liked them for about twelve months now. I've decided mm. I'm in the Larson fan club. No, I, I like Larson. Yeah. I was in the Max Clayton fan club, but actually, yeah, he did look quite sharp and yeah, well, he was quite pacey. I think I, seal, I think that's one thing that, happened, that you can see from the signings is that I didn't think he went to Wolves. Oh, I right, think that's okay. one one He's thing. He's gone that he to Everton on trial, apparently. Has he? Oh, yeah. I thought he signed for Wolves. Never. Mind. He's just going everywhere. Mm. He's playing for all ninety-two. <laughs> it's a charity. It's a charity thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. But uh, if you want to sponsor Max, you can. Just giving us a bit. I um. I can't even remember what I was going to say now. Let's talk about Fletcher. Fletcher. Go on. Oh, like yeah. not that, not to be like. Well, you were the, the game. I watched the game um, on the telly, and he, he was pretty anonymous from watching the telly. What I, what, but when, obviously, it's different when you're watching the game. What, what, what was he running off the ball up the scratch? Or no. What? what I'm what I'm worried about is something that like Gus has said, where he said about Wickham and Fletcher liking to play it together. Well, Wickham isn't a wide forward because he can't defend. Fletcher isn't a wide forward. Wickham's a front man who's playing out wide at the moment. If if they're, if they're playing them, if you're playing Wickham out of position and Fletcher, who like at times is pointless, like then there's no po- there's what then don't play them at all and don't play either of them. Like do you no, know what I mean? Just I, for the sake of because the, they like playing together. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh again because it's not just thinking about goal, goals in the side. But he I mean, he, he, d- he didn't look likely. Like I know he actually really apparently scored an offside goal that I forgot about, but he was offside. Um, I don't know. Like I, I don't want to be like because it's the first game. I don't want to be hypercritical, but I was a bit disappointed in 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 Fletcher's performance. And when he took Johnson off, I thought he might have taken Fletcher off, same and put Wickham up front, and then mm-hmm. and put um, Buckley onto the mm, yeah. to, to 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 wide well, wide left and 
Like, that would have like, made sense to give somebody else a, a go up. And it would have well, given Van Alton yeah. some cover who is, you mm. know, s- sort of meandering and struggling. <laughs> 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 he's, a, he's a meander yeah. of Van Alton. That's, that's sort of how, yeah. how we're sort of describing him. Craig, you were very emphatic there when I said Fletcher's, what were Fletcher's runs? Was he running off the ball sufficiently? No one was the answer. So do you want to expand on, expand on that? He just, he seems to react to situations rather than try to create them. So a ball will come and he'll run after it. He doesn't look like he's, to me, He's um, another one of these players that there's <clears throat> a few of them kicking around now. I think Javier Hernandez, um, Papas Cissé at Newcastle, to name two, who are sort of strikers who are basically probably penalty box strikers who don't really offer a great deal else. Now, unless you're playing them in the front two, I think they're going to struggle. And I think that's why at Wolves, when Wolves used to play one up front under McCarthy, it was Kevin Fletcher who dropped to the bench. Doyle. Even though Doyle didn't score a great deal of goals, He's just a better lone striker, and I think the way Gus likes to set his team up, he's going to have a problem if Fletcher's in his squad because I don't so really he, know what you do with him. He's big and Fletcher up in the media. Then do you think that could be a tactic to try and raise get the price up? Mate, you were at the pre-season games, weren't you, Chris? Uh, what I mean, he scored in the first one against uh, Darlington, didn't he? Mm. Um, he, he scored in that last one, didn't he, against Udinese? No, it was oh, the, the yeah, better. He scored. Him and Wickham mm. scored. Like what did what did you think in in preseason? Because everybody was coming back with reports saying you know, there's an extra spring in his step. Yeah. He looks a lot more lively, and then it's just seeing it sort of revert back to type on on well, uh, Saturday in the context of what he was playing like last season. Well, to be fair, it doesn't matter if he's good or not. If he scores a goal and he's done his job, and he because it's, it's that's that's who he is. Like Wickham, you'll you'll see him try a few things. Like I mean, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a wide player, Wickham. Like I mean, I know he put that beautiful cross in for Larson at Old Trafford last season, back in the last season. But like I think from the wide areas, that's kind of the only thing he's really yeah. ever contributed. I, I don't think that you should be sacrificing Wickham just to accommodate Fletcher. No, I do. I I think he should be playing Fletcher. Um, sorry, Fletcher should be on the bench if he's and Wickham should be up front if if there is two main options and he's got to play. But does he need? Does he need else. to bring a, a, a forward, a front left player in for that to happen? Well. He, I mean, the Barini be. rumbles on, and that's mm-hmm. the one he wants. I know the Vargas was linked today, so I mean, he could play there. He plays all across the front three, I think Vargas, from what I read. So this should have been sorted by now, to be honest. Like. It should have been, but, but I if mean, he's waiting I'm, on Barini, to be fair, you understand I can why understand he wants to wait because he fits. He fits in the team so perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of reports sort of suggest that might not happen now. The Barini one, but he needs to do something, Craig, doesn't he? Because um, it's a problem. It's becoming problematic that position. Now. Well, as Chris mentioned, we've got Chatterini. I know he's yeah. unfortunately injured. How long is he up for? He can be done. It was a couple of weeks, wasn't it? So Three weeks, okay. was it? He so said. until then, what do we do? What's what's well, the, I what's started, the suggestion? I would have started with what he did. Wickham and, and Fletcher would have been my choice as well. And uh, but it just it, it was another example of things that just didn't look right about the team. It looked it it just looks like a team that's missing key yeah. players in key positions and. Uh, you're going to be putting someone there who isn't probably very comfortable there and maybe leaving a hole somewhere else in the team by doing so whether it's Gomez, Larson who else have we got you could play Altidore there to push I mean I wouldn't want to is, is there an argument to say that um, you know you rather that you'd rather play a lesser quality player in the team 
who knows his position rather than playing a position a player who's maybe better out of position like but, but Wickham has played that role for know, Ipswich he used to come in for Ipswich didn't you know, he's, he's a different he's a different build now though he was a wiry young <coughs> lad then now he's he's got, got a bit of a brutal body on him now and he I can't I can't don't really see him out there well the way uh, there's one way of looking at it is if 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 we are going to bring in Barini then maybe he's just playing Wickham just so Wickham gets a game so he'll sign a new contract and he knows he knows Wickham can play the front role but he's just playing Fletcher there mm-hmm. in the meantime and just accommodating Wickham so he can so, so he will like you know so he's so he will sign the new contract and mm-hmm. Barini will, will join and then hopefully when Barini joins then he'll play Wickham up front mm-hmm. instead of playing Fletcher in there and have Fletcher coming off the bench so if I make a change for the weekend I'd def- I think I'd put Buckley wide left and, and put Wickham up front doesn't look like a wide left player to me he looks like he wants to go on the outside same well, as Mavrias just doesn't look like a kind of player who's going to be comfortable in that but, position but if he's got Van Alto playing left back and Buckley, Buckley's defensive work was excellent when he came on. I thought so because he was playing right back. <laughs> yeah, but no, he did. Tr- he did track. He did track back. He was dis- He was more disciplined. And he, if you're going to get a, hot, a player who's going to cover defensively, then that's a good thing. That that's all I'm thinking because they were exposed. And like, if you're playing against a th- that that sort of wing back system, I don't know. I just you, that that is what they are for. And like, if if Van Arnold's not there, then he, you know, I just fear that they will destroy us down there I know it might be Ashley Young and probably at right wing back again mm. maybe but I don't want to get into that too much so are, we, are people worried generally unless there's more work done in the transfer market then because like I said like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago you know the squad kind of looks okay superficially um, mm. it, it, a, lo- if, a lot of gaps a lot of things were exposed at the weekend are we Are we sort of I think it was what stage of of panic over <coughs> at Craig because I think you might be concerned. Well, I think we're an injury or a suspension away from crisis in defence. Look at it. We're, we're already unhappy with Suburge playing. What if another one picks up a knock? Who comes in? We've got nobody. Dikita gets a squad number. They just draw it on on the day of yeah, the game. They yeah, just pin yeah. the squad number on. Yeah, it, 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 it's really. We, I mean, I, I don't think I realise how quite, quite how critical it is at the back, but it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only area of the squad that worries me. To be honest, if we don't bring in a forward, like a left forward or or a centre midfielder, would we'll we'll be all right. But we we need a centre back like desperately. Not, I think needs. we need another player who can play full back as well. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. because he saw like it was it was. I ironic. Think, to be fair to him, he had Virginia Jones covering the right back yeah, position. It wasn't. But I'm saying it wasn't. And then ironic. the two of them, yeah. the two of them get injured. It's not often that happens. We've signed no, we've signed two and a half full backs, and only one with, one of them was available at the weekend. And that's what you know. We've got. We've basically got a back four plus Virginie and that, and Robert. But that, I don't think yeah. he even counts because he's only playing him because we've like we that's got it. Else. That's chronic. Mm. I mean, you look at other squads and you think there's there's holes in them. I think Man United was proved on the weekend. They've they're in a similar position at the back. I think they're they're pretty desperate for fullbacks, especially. Um, but you know they'll get by because they've got a better quality of player and stuff like that. Wait. <laughs> That that defense could could it feasibly drag you into a, into a relegation fight. Okay, well I think I think if they don't if they don't strengthen, it's gonna. I wouldn't say we're gonna. I would say we're gonna be in and around the bottom five mm. um, for most of the season. Bottom six. Okay. I think we're gonna float around there if he brings in two or three quality players. Byram. Byram <laughs> looks kind of the most likely at the moment, doesn't it? You reckon? That's well. There was a rumor. I'm not like, ITK. There was a rumor. <laughs> there was a rumor. There was a rumor last night for eight million or something. But I think that was. 
kiboshed. I think that was just. Uh, I think that's overly inflated. Yeah, I like can't say eight million quid for something yeah. like that. Right? Well, we did want to be quite positive today. I think a draw away from home is not bad, but um, we've we've kind of went out on a little bit of a negative note. Well, I think we we can sum it up. I think by saying, as Craig said, one injury or suspension away from a crisis. That's uh, at the back. That's at the yeah, back. yeah. Okay. Isn't but, football good though? Yeah. Isn't it good to be back? Other than that, was it was a good weekend? Oh, and Catamol <laughs> scored oh, as well. Let's talk about uh, that. Come on. And How Catamol, have we not talked about that. I don't think I've en- enjoyed anything quite so much <laughs> since. Well, all right. Obviously, I have. Come on, then. Who, other good right, things, who, okay. Who wants to take the last thirty seconds to talk about Catamol? Thirty seconds. Yes. It's it longer than thirty seconds. It's not. It's not at all. Who wants it? Come on, then. Who wants it? I think. All right. Calm down. You like Catamol grabbing last. <laughs> Who wants the mic to, to talk up uh, Catamolan? I think I've done some damage to me jaw celebrating that goal, man. <laughs> well, you've been negative about everything else, so I'll let you do it anyway and be positive. I've been negative about everything else. <laughs> I, I, he's my favourite man ever. <laughs> That's it. He's just, he's just the best, isn't he? When he, I got goosebumps when he scored. Like it was just uh, his face. It was just glee, pure like glee. Brilliant. Loved it. What a guy. What a man. But to be fair, I mean, <laughs> it, it is actually relevant the Catamol thing because again, I, I mentioned earlier on that people like people like to talk up the the fact that Gus likes his sides to play possession football and all that. And I think um, Kristen and Edge made a comment. It was a very good writer. There's not many writers better than him, in my opinion. And he he sort of made a comment on Rock Reports saying he wasn't sure about Catamol if he was his player if he was quite good enough like all the Southern fans sort of blindly well, he, he was a good writer blindly yeah, come on, yeah well yeah He's but so blindly wrong. was but, but, what I, but what I mean is <laughs> sorry Kristen but um, I'm my not, point I'm is, not my, sorry at all my, my point is the game on Saturday sort of developed into a little bit of a scrap at times and you, you just you know we are Sunderland remember who we are we are going to be involved in a lot of scrappy games against other sides around us in the table and Lee Catamol you need him in games like that as well just to get his foot on the ball and, and do that side of the he's a high quality player there's no, doubt mint, there's no doubt about it and like I know we sort of talked about it and people kind of mock you for bringing it up but people talk, like all oh, well, Rodwell's come to Sunderland he's going to try and get back in the England squad and all this you know, Catamol has to be knocking on that door because he's been excellent for about eight months. Like, like since, since like with with excluding the gap, obviously, since he came back in under Ball, and he's had we've obviously talked about his errors and stuff, but he's exceptional back back in the last season, and then now he's adding those kind of goals to his game. I mean. <laughs> Gerard are we, we going to assume that he's, he's added goals to his game now? Well, he has. He's had a, he's has. He had a goal to his game, and now yeah. he's got goals because okay, he's got two. Plural, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> right. Trust Lee Catamol. Good old Lee Catamol manages to sort of swing the the positivity into a into a good thing before the end of the end of the show. So we'll be back with a question of the week next week. We didn't have one this week. We'll come back next week. We'll try and see if somebody will give us something to give away. If not, we'll just do it <laughs> for the crack and for the bant. Um, that was ironic use of the word bant. Sorry, I'm not like they're just making that clear. He didn't Come deliver it. Post ironic. He now. didn't deliver it in the, a way that was intended. So I just had to correct it. Right, we're gonna go out in that way. Okay, right. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not going out on that. I what we're it. gonna go out on okay. is um, you probably should uh, subscribe to the Into the Light uh, podcast, which is on a Thursday, um, which is our pre-match podcast with Michael Proctor on Sun FM. Um, so go on iTunes or you go to our website www.wisemensay.co.uk to find out and there's an opportunity to win match tickets and stuff like that and brilliant banter that's how you do it, <laughs> is it? Yeah. not really because people can't see your facial expression when they're listening mm. I thought my voice I thought my voice sort of well, we'll have to listen back and find out what right? do you think Chris about that was that clear that I was being ironic 
post post ironic that's all I think now it's yeah it's beyond irony and everyone is it's, just having banter this conversation has jumped the shark I think right <laughs> we're going we're gonna, um, to bring it to an end I'd like to thank my guest Craig Clark Chris Thompson for coming in Gareth as always thanks for listening over and out Thanks.